You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome to Episode 3 of Max A. Pooch's Awesome Animal Advocates on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Keith Sanderson, animal advocate chronicler, writer, and human companion to Max A. Pooch, the canine superhero to the environment, and admirer of animal advocates everywhere. Max and I thank you for joining us, and we dedicate this show to those amazing people who work to save the lives and or improve conditions of companion, domestic, or wild animals. And we have a special surprise today. We had such a great response from our listeners over Megan Blake, our previous guest. She has agreed to answer some questions our listeners sent in. If you didn't have an opportunity here, Megan, on our previous show, just go to Episode 3 of Awesome Animal Advocates on PetLifeRadio.com. And right after these messages, Megan will answer some of those questions and share some more insight in all that she is doing to help animals. We'll be right back, right after these messages. Stay tuned. Petco, where the pets go. Petco, where the pets go. Pet Life Radio has tail-wagging, fur-flying, fabulous deals for our listeners from Petco. Get $6 off your order of $60 or more and up to 40% off the entire Petco site. That's right. But that's not all. Because you're a Pet Life Radio listener, you'll also get free shipping on your order of $49 or more. $6 off, up to 40% off, and free shipping from Pet Life Radio and Petco. To get these awesome deals, go to PetcoDeals.com. That's PetcoDeals.com. Petco, where the pets go. X-Power is a global brand that offers a complete line of stand dryers, cage dryers, and multiple blasters that cater to both home and professional groomers. Designed to be quiet, lightweight, and powerful, X-Power Pet Dryers will save you time, energy, and money. The X-Power B2 Pro at Home Dryer is the perfect gift for family and friends. Please check out our specials at ViperPet.com and Amazon.com. For more information, visit xpower.ws or call 855-855-8868. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Max A. Pooch's Awesome Animal Advocates, and welcome again to Megan Blake, one of Max A. Pooch's favorite awesome animal advocates. Thank you for being <laughs> with us again, Megan. Hey, Keith, and hi, Max. I'm sitting here with Super Smiley and Tooth Sweet, the travel kitty, just walked in, so we, we have an audience here. I love it. <laughs> That's right. You know, how is Tooth Sweet? Tooth's doing great. I don't know if I can get him up here to the microphone. He's he's in here talking to me. I think he does a real funny thing. Whenever I have anything to drink in a cup, Toot always wants to drink out of my cup. I don't know why. I'll have his own little personal cup, but he likes mine. I guess he likes sharing. <laughs> I guess so. And, or maybe he thinks that you're getting something a little better than he is. And I think to- that, yeah, that's a very good possibility. Yeah, we had some questions, and I thought it'd be great maybe if we could answer them from some of some people who who listened. And um, uh, we have a question that comes from Zoe in Chicago, Illinois. She goes back to your, you know, your entertaining and as an actress, and she says you've appeared on TV and film in a diverse range of roles and with a list of who's who in Hollywood. Can you share with us some of your most memorable minutes as an actress? <laughs> 
Oh, sure. That's so sweet, Zoe. And Keith, first of all, thank you again for having me and Smiley and Toot Sweet back on. We love your show. So thank you for what you do. And yes, I'm from the South. A lot of people don't know that. They think I'm a California girl, but truly I'm from the South. I grew up in, in Jacksonville, Florida, which is basically South Georgia. And all my relatives still live in Georgia. So I love playing Southern roles. I just love it. And I had the opportunity to be in The Opposite of Sex, which is a feature film directed by Don Roos starring Christina Ricci and Lisa Kudrow. And that year, that film won one of the, well, was named as one of the top 10 films of the year by Wall Street Journal and all these really, really cool newspapers. And in that I play, oh my gosh, this funny, I play Christina Ricci's mother and she is one of the trailer type women. And it, we just have a lot of funny things. My husband has died, but it's a comedy. And we're at the gravesite. Christina and I get in a fight and we're pulling chairs and I fall in the hole where the casket is. And then I crawl out and I run and chase her and I throw a shoe at her. And so I like, I like playing really fun, <laughs> big comedic Southern roles. I love that. So that was a memorable experience. Hey, treat us to your southern draw or accent. Oh, okay. Um, let's see. Well, I'm doing it right now, but I was in another film called The Sweet Bird of Youth, which was written by Tennessee Williams. And one of my lines is, who is that princess you're traveling with? How about that? <laughs> <laughs> and the princess I'm referring to was actually played by Elizabeth Taylor, and I was working opposite Mark Harmon in that. So that's a pretty cool story, too. Oh, wow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sure. Who is that princess you're traveling with? Yeah, you get right back into that. <laughs> yeah. And Jim in Albany, New York, asks, he says he read somewhere that you worked with wolves during your career. Oh, yes. That's when I was shooting Animal Attractions TV in Jacksonville, Florida. And not far from there, there's a wonderful wolf sanctuary. And it is a true sanctuary. Because a lot of people, let me just digress a little bit. Some people think it's cool to breed dogs with wolves and create hybrids. That's a really bad idea. I can't imagine any reason for doing that. Wolves and dogs think similarly and that they're canines and they're pack animals but wolves are um, much more heightened than dogs. The way the wolf sanctuary director described it, he said, imagine dogs are in kindergarten and wolves are in college. There's, their senses are so much more refined. Their communication is much clearer. And that's why I worked with them. I went down there and we actually did a story on them about how you can learn from wolves how to communicate better with your dogs because the wolf communication is so extremely clear. It was an amazing experience. Some of the wolves were completely wild. They had been rescued from the wild or from people's homes, people who had caught the wolves and raised them as pups and they thought they would be cool to have as pets. But then what they did was they ended up just keeping them in a pen and letting them starve, kind of like what happened to my horse, Starfire, or they would tie them to a tree and completely abandon them and people rescued the wolves and took them to the sanctuary. So it was such an honor and privilege to be around the wolves. I was able to feed some of them by hand, some of the ones that were, were safer. Actually, two had just been delivered and they weren't sure how they were going to react. But the first thing that this person does is he would try to feed them by hand to let them know that he was the person providing the food. Because that's one of the things in impact structure is whoever's providing the food, that's one of the signals that that's the leader, that that's the one that you look to. And I fed one of these wolves that had just gotten there and their jaws are strong enough that they don't just break bone, they can pulverize bone. So 
when they chomp down on an animal, the bone is pulverized. And, and I've had the raw chicken breast in my hand and I felt the jaw go, you know, kind of like clamp, but then it let go, it released. But then the next time when he got food from me, he didn't clamp at all. He took it very gentle because he, he realized what the hand was, what the food was. They are so fast in the way they learn and they are so specific. And another thing that happened was I was there with Samson, the alpha wolf, who was huge. Oh my gosh, if, I've got some pictures of him someplace. I'll put that up on my Facebook page for everybody. But the alpha female, she came over and I had on leather shoes and she decided that she wanted my shoes and she had her teeth and she's trying to pull my shoe off my foot. But again, I wasn't frightened at all because they are so specific. Her teeth were nowhere near my skin. They were exactly right where that leather was, just as if you're picking up something very small, like an eyelash with your two fingers. I mean, they're so specific. But of course, I wasn't going to do anything with this wolf, you know, so I just asked the guy, I said, what do I do? Do I sit here? Do I relax? Because with a dog, you would make them stop. But a wolf, you know, my gosh, I'm not going to tell a wolf to stop doing something (laughs) like that. He'll drag me off in a second. And the, the guy, the owner who knew exactly what to do, the man who ran the sanctuary, he walked up. And he, he just picked her up. She weighs like 150 pounds. Just picked her up. And he said, now, you don't treat guests like this. And he just took her away and put her down and she walked away. So they had that type relationship. So I got to intimately, really intimately work with these wolves. And it was a huge learning experience for working with dogs. It's interesting what you said about them being in college compared to dogs being in the in kindergarten. Uh, kindergarten. Right. And it probably is just the fact that a wolf alive is one that's been generations and thousands of years having to survive where you know a dog has become pretty well dependent and and developed a whole different need to understand uh, doesn't under, have to understand where the deer her or, is, but he does have to understand what the humans are going to do. Exactly. That's so well said. It's very, very well said. You know, going back to Too Sweet, uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, that French always kills me. I mean, <laughs> anyway, that reminds me, you, you've done a lot of work educating people about traveling with pets, including serving as spokesman for Toyota's Safe Pet Travel Initiative. You know, what's that about? Right. Well, that just started by accident as well. In flying back and forth to Florida, shooting Animal Attractions TV, I, I live in Malibu, California. So I'm flying back and forth. I would take Toot Suite with me as a companion. And oh my gosh, traveling through airports with a companion pet, a cabin pet, going through security can be quite an ordeal if you don't know what you're doing. And I learned that really fast. I was like the wolves, man. You go through one time and you better know what you're doing the next time. And then I started observing people because you have the animal comes out of the little travel travel bag. And a lot of people don't realize that. So they'll take their pet out of the bag and then the bag goes through the x-ray machine. But then you've got to take off your coat, your shoes, your belt, and then you've got to get organized and find whatever it is you have to find. So there is a real system and rhythm to this to make it very, very easy. And then also in getting your pet used to his travel crate, desensitizing him to all of the noises and chaos in the airport. So I just, through personal experience again, began learning all of these little tricks and tips. And Toot Sweet ended up flying. He's flown over 150,000 miles with me traveling across the country. And How many miles? 150,000. <laughs> wow, that's incredible. <laughs> it is. Well, they added up really quickly because when you think about across the country, one trip is 2,500. So one round trip is 5,000 miles. So they added up really, really fast. So we did a story 
on Animal Attractions TV about traveling with your cabin pet and airlines. And I started sharing lots of pet tips on my blogs and websites and Facebook. And Toyota called just right out of the blue and said, we're doing a pet safety travel initiative. Would you like to be one of our our pet experts? So of course, I'm like, yes. So Smiley and I were a spokes team for Toyota for two years while they were running the initiative. And we worked with Kurgo and they supply really great harnesses to, you know, fasten your dog in the back seat. You should never have them ride in the front seat because airbags can deploy and can do serious damage to a dog just like they can with a child. So, so there you go. There you have it. <laughs> that's, that's great information. I mean, millions of people travel in cars and airplanes and and with our pets, but uh, I really don't see a lot of good information about what to do. And it's great to hear that you've been helping. By the way, uh, does Too Sweet have uh, frequent flyer miles? No, and I wish he did. If Max can do something about that, tell him to put that on his to-do list because <laughs> that would be very, very important. Oh, and one other thing, Keith, I want to share that this is brand new breaking news. We're just starting to break it. Air Hollywood is one of the studios in Los Angeles, the, the film studios, where all of the scenes from airplanes are shot, like in the movie Bridesmaids, you know, that really funny scene where she's drunk in there and fighting with the, the flight attendant. That was shot at Air Hollywood. And the, the owner, Talat Captain, he loves dogs and he travels with his little dog as a cabin pet. And he thought it would be a great idea to also use his studios as a canine flight school where we can give seminars and training to people going through with their cabin pet or for working service dogs who are traveling that are being deployed into to areas wherever they're going. And they've asked me to be the program director. So I'm now the, the new program director for Air Hollywood's Canine Flight School. So I hope everybody looks that up as well. Just go to Air Hollywood.com and you can find out what we're doing with that as well. That cool. sounds really interesting, but poor Smiley would have to be traveling in a crate in the cargo on an airplane. So are you going to be able to work him into any of the uh, that work or is he going to yeah. have to? Actually, Smiley, is a, he's a hope crisis response dog. So when he is deployed or when he's actually working, when circumstances allow, he travels inside the cabin. And working dogs, they travel, it's best for them to sit in the, um, the bulkhead by the window and then they can fit there and and they're allowed to do that according to the the airline regulations. Well, we have to break for a commercial right now, but again, uh, make sure you stay with us to learn more about what Megan's doing and what Super Smiley has been up to and what they're going to be up to. We'll be right back right after these messages. Stay tuned. Every pet is unique. Maybe they're gray in the muzzle, yet young at heart. Maybe they're growing out of the puppy stage and into their paws and ears. Or maybe they're just trying to maintain a more girlish figure. At PetSmart, we have the right food for your pet at a great value for you. PetSmart. Be better together. Go to PetSmartDeal.com and save up to 30% on awesome gifts for the pets and pet people in your life. Toys, collars, leashes, PetSmart gift cards, treats, and more. Go to PetSmartDeal.com today. P-E-T-S-M-A-R-T-D-E-A-L.com. I 
Love My Pets, the new single by Mark Winter, available on iTunes. Coast to coast and around the world, it's All Behave with Arden Moore. Find out why cats and dogs do the things they do and get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get great tail-wagging pet tips and have a fur-flying fun time. All Behave with America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Every week on demand, this is the place for a special paparazzi treat. Only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On PetLife Radio. PetLife Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. We're back with Megan Blake, actress and awesome animal advocate. And she was just talking about what she's doing as program director for Air Hollywood Canine Pet Travel Initiative. And that is really interesting. Again, what's that website you mentioned for them? Go to airhollywood.com. And right there, there's a link that says Canine Flight School. And there's a really cool video. We had our first training, uh, like pilot, like a pilot, a television pilot. And we invited 60 puppies that were in the Guide Dogs for the Blind. That They were in that program. And they all went through and they all passed with flying colors. And it was amazing to have the 60 puppies come through. And Smiley actually went through the course as well. So it was, it was really, really fun. And when they saw, you know, what I had done and how Smiley was doing, that's when they invited me to become the program director. <laughs> so, um, you know, things just unfold. You know, you put it out there and, and good things happen. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, the, the thing is to get out there. If we just sit and wait for things to happen, typically not much is going to happen. And even with now with the reduction in snail mail, we probably won't even get many letters. But, <laughs> That's uh, right. you know, Andrea from Santa Fe asks, she says that you work with many shelters and animal rescues and other a- animal advocacy organizations. What strikes you most about the people, staff and who volunteer for those organizations? Mm. What strikes me the most is that they have a true dedication and love for animals. And I mentioned in our first show that we did, Keith, that I sort of came into the world with this love for animals. It wasn't anything that was taught or role modeled through my parents. It just was innate to me. And I think that, that that's the common factor in, in all these people, that they, they were just born this way. Because I often ask them the question, when did you become involved with animals and rescue? And they all say, as a child, I just was drawn to animals. I wanted to take care of them. I felt like I had an empathy for them and a special communication. And that's what I find in working with these people. It is their passion and it is their life calling. That's so true again and again. And, and passion, it's, it's, that's one of the things that truly amazes me is the, the hours and the time these people will put in for, the, for their cause, whether it's an animal shelter or uh, doing something specific, such as getting food for uh, people whose economic conditions prevent them from having enough food even to feed their, their animals and uh, the way they go about it, including one thing, I don't know, as you know, a lot of the shelters, particularly in the north, have uh, their animals are coming from animal shelters in the south and those are kill shelters. Yes. And, and people have even set up, it's sort of like the old underground railway that used to bring slaves up uh, from the south and now it's a uh, whole informal volunteer network of people rescuing, transporting and then putting dogs up for adoption in the north. To me that's truly amazing. 
Right, right. I think there's an airline or, or someone with a fleet of airplanes and they fly them from Southern California to Canada as well. There's smaller dogs because in Canada, I think the larger dogs are more prevalent and people want the smaller dogs. So they just get them from the shelters, the kill shelters, as you said, in Southern California here. So that is a brilliant idea. Yeah. Four paws up to all those people. Brilliant idea. I wrote, uh, interviewed her for an article I wrote about her dog, Blue, who was a... Um a rescue dog in New Jersey, and she got interested in the story and tracked them back to a kill shelter in North Carolina and wow. then tracked the um, transport people and their organization. And it's really, and, you know, it just sort of comes from people reaching out and finding contacts. And and uh, in this day and age with the Internet, it, it's easier. So that's really, really just amazing of the, the passion and sharing. What are your upcoming plans for 2013? Are you and Smiley going to travel a lot? <laughs> I think we are. We've already, let's see, it's just the start of the year. We've already been to um, Seattle, Washington. And we did a huge flash mob there. And one thing that we've been doing that just started at the end of last year was obviously you all know that we have the Super Smiley flash mob for pet adoption, which has been touring around the country, energizing pet adoption. And in shooting our little YouTube videos, we've been requested in film festivals. So that's something that's evolved. But a new evolution for us is organizations that are for people that advocate for kids or people with cancer, they have started inviting us to bring the Super Smiley Flash Mob for kindness just because it's so positive. Our energy is just so, you know, so rocking. It really energizes and puts the spotlight on that organization. I think I mentioned, yeah, it's really amazing because one of your questions was about animal advocates versus advocates for humans. Does that take away? And and I said, no, it actually elevates everything. And this is a perfect example. And we were in Washington State in Seattle doing a flash mob for kindness for All About Hope, which is an organization that gives help, assistance, and grants wishes to people who are terminally ill with cancer. So hopefully we'll be doing more flash mobs for kindness for humans around the country. And I know we're going to be doing lots of flash mobs for pet adoption. We have one already booked with the Zoom room in Los Angeles. They're big red carpet grand opening. And let's see, we're developing a television series about what we're doing. So we have a lot of things coming up. Wow. Wow. But what a great idea doing it uh, for Hope. It's incredible because I, I think nothing is better than a good dose of uh, positive energy mixed right. along with a canine or two. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. There's not much better than that. I love that. Now, uh, we've all been talking about you, but does Smiley have something he wants to say to everybody out oh, there? Oh, yeah. Smiley, Smiley. Hey, Smiley, come over here. Good dog. What do you want to tell everybody? Okay, Smiley is saying, mutts rock. Mutts rock, everybody. He's saying, go out and adopt a pet. Even if it's not a mutt, even if it's a cat like Toot Sweet the Travel Kitty over here, go adopt a pet from the shelter. And if you don't want to go to the shelter, there are lots of rescues you can go to. Just go out and get one. Oh, no, he's saying go out and get two or three. <laughs> that's coming from Smiley, not me. <laughs> two or three. That's a, you know, that's a good number. Why not? Yes. Once you have one, you just as well have a couple. That's right. And it seems that anytime you appear with Smiley, people must be impressed with him. Do you make the point that animal rescues are filled with countless dogs and cats and other companion animals? who are, I won't say as good as Smiley, but in their own way, every bit as special as Smiley is? 
absolutely, 100%. And here's, and I have purebred animals. Like I said, my horse, Starfire, was going to slaughter, and he is a purebred Arabian with world champions on both sides of his bloodline. And my, my German Shepherd looks as purebred as you can get. She is angel. She is just gorgeous, but she was abandoned in the desert, in the high desert here around Los Angeles with her ears duct taped up. So we think that she came from a puppy mill and they couldn't uh, make her ears stand up properly. And she's a three-time shelter dog uh, reject, as a matter of fact. She'd been ter- so she'd been abandoned four times. But the point I'm making is that I love all animals, whether they're purebred or mutts. But I always make the point when people come up and go, oh, that's such a cute dog. What kind of dog is that? I say, he's a mutt. He's a shelter dog. And they'll look at me and they'll go, what? Why are you calling him a mutt? I say, he's a, he has a flash mob campaign for pet adoption. And one of his phrases is mutts rock. But if you want to know what kind of dog he is, he's probably a lab mix, maybe mixed with bull mastiff. So I make the point that to me, to me personally, Megan, the cool thing isn't what kind of dog he is. It's that he is a special dog in his heart and in his spirit. And I just put that out in little subtle ways like that. So people don't necessarily have to go to the designer dog or the the cross that's a, a Chowini or a, you know, there are all kinds of designer dogs now and just go to the shelter and get a dog (laughs) look at one in the eyes and if that dog's heart speaks to you that's the dog for you that's huge that's what uh you know max and i particularly max tries to get across to people he won't say you have to have a shelter dog but he'll challenge you to go to a shelter and walk away without having a Oh. A dog or cat. You I know, love be- that. Max is smart. That's a smart, smart dog you got there. You know, if you can get, as you know, when you're energizing and getting people to, once you get people there and someone stands there and their eyes connect with that dog or cat, that person is going to, you know, if everything else is okay, that person's going to walk out of there with a new member of the family. And But it won't happen unless you at least take a walk through. That's right. That's right. And we're, wow, we're almost out of time again. This time really goes fast when uh, it's spent with somebody who's so enthusiastic as you, Megan. And um, Smiley has had a few words to say. (laughs) But, you know, what I want to ask you is, you know, after talking about all the wonderful benefits of adopting an animal and, and things that animal advocates do, what's the one thing that you want our listeners to take away with them after listening to you today? Oh, thanks for asking that, Keith. I think we've hit on so many things, but when you asked that question, the first thing that popped in my mind is to find your passion in life and create positive energy around that. Because just by carrying that with you, you know, in a store, when you fill up your car with gas, whatever you're doing, just by carrying a positive mission with you, it resonates and it it helps other people find their mission as well. So I know that's not really specific to animals, but that that's really the big picture for everybody. And of course, Smiley would want to say, Mutt's Rock, go adopt a pet. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not too bad either, is no, it? No, it's not, no. And so, um, again, if you want to remind our audience of any really special websites to learn more about Smiley or you. Oh. Yes, thank you so much. Smiley's webpage that has my information as well is smileythedog.com. And from there, you can get our our email address, which is info at meganblake.com. And we'd love to come flash mob with you. So so you can contact us there. And I'm on Facebook at facebook.com slash meganblake. And Smiley's flash mob videos, they're on YouTube. They're at www.youtube.com slash meganblake. It's on my YouTube channel, and they're all right there. And then also... 
Smiley and I have a radio show here on Pet Life Radio, a Super Smiley Adventure. So come listen to our shows there. And Keith and Max have been guests on our shows too. So yay, lots of places you can go check out Smiley. You know, I, I meant to mention, I saw your postings from the Grammys on Facebook. Yes, yes, we were just at the Grammys and I was there with Pet Life Radio. And the interesting thing is, obviously, it's music people and producers and directors, but just about everybody, almost 100% of the people there, they love their animals. So many of the recording artists, they take their, their dogs to the studio with them. I asked them if the dogs help make decisions and they're like, of course they do. What a silly question. <laughs> so everybody loves their animals. Well, that's great. And again, thank you, Megan. It's uh, been a pleasure having you with us. And uh, Mark Winter for helping us put this together on Pet Life Radio. And if uh, you want to learn more about Max, visit maxapooch.com. Or if you have any questions for or suggestions or ideas for the show, please email maxapooch at petliferadio.com. And until we meet again, thank you for listening. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.